Welcome to Kingsway International Christian Center Tirona, where we are raising champions and taking territories. We are sure this teaching will be a huge blessing to your life. For more information, visit www.kicccanada.ca. Now, get ready to be transformed by the Word. Convince yourself. Praise God. Praise God. Tap your neighbor and say, listen to God more. Remember the word pause last week. It says you will not need to fight, but you can choose to. You can choose to fight, so don't fight. Let him fight your battles. Praise God. All righty, so Romans chapter 8, very quickly, I'll read from verse 12 to 17. and um, dwell a bit on verse 14. Romans chapter 8. Um, this morning, I, I'm, I'm happy that the children are in their class. All right, because you will need to follow me closely this morning. Uh, I've gone through all the scriptures in my verse, in my notes. I don't think there is anyone here that we are not familiar with. And one of the consequences of that is you will think that you know what we're about to talk about. And we're talking about faith, which, which isn't new to anybody. All right, so please, I want to encourage you to follow me closely this morning, okay? Tap your neighbor, say, follow closely. Avoid distractions. Our main distractions have been taken to their own class. Praise God. Praise God. They are such a blessing to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans chapter 8, are you there? I'm going to read from verse 12. It says, therefore, I'm reading from the NKJV. It says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. It says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put... To death, the deeds of the body, you will live. Verse 14, which is our main text. It says, for as many, can we all read it together? I don't know if we have the same version, but it's a scripture you know. Want to go? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the what? Sons of God. Verse 15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. All right, in the Greek, that is significant. All right, when you say Abba, it means that you're not just talking about a, a, a father, a random father. You're talking about a father with whom you have an affectionate relationship. Hello? Hello? And for a lot of people, you have fathers that you cannot call father because there is no relationship. Hello? There are people who are, who are there. I mean, if you have a dad that you can call dad, you know, that's another level. You say dad, there's daddy. All right. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. So it says, by which we can cry, Abba, Father. Abba means father. All right. So when you say Abba, Father, you're almost saying Father, Father. All right. Maybe that's where that guy got that song from. So there are some canal people in the congregation. They... <laughs> Verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Verse 17, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Praise God. Father, we receive illumination this morning that we will see the truth of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, we just read a scripture where Paul uses two words to describe us. In one place, he calls us sons. In another place, he calls us children. 
and you're wondering, that does, does he really know what he's talking about? Yes, he really knows what he's talking about. Now, in a typical Jewish home, there is a celebration of maturity. In Judaism, their religion, they believe that whatever it is that a child does, the consequence is on the father until the child becomes mature. Hello? So there is a ceremony that is still done today. In fact, it's done all over the world. Anyway, you have Jews. Yeah, that's it. So there's the male version. There's the female version. When the guy is age 13, they gather together and celebrate you. Say, you're now a man. Hello? At 13, they celebrate you and say, you're now a man. The father will come out and say, yes, all your sins <laughs> are now literally on your own head. All right? And for the ladies, interestingly, guess what age they do theirs? 12. All right? Meaning that they acknowledge that women mature faster than men. Praise God. Praise God. But in African homes, you know, our own, we don't do any ceremonies to celebrate your maturity. You know you have matured in an African home the day you can open the pot, all right, and take meat. That is your own permit. <laughs> Praise God. Now, there is the time where you dare not try it. You open the fridge, and you, take, you open the pot, and you take meat. See, let me tell you, you know, Stealing meat from the pot and taking meat from the pot is the same action. The difference is maturity. Hello? Hello? So people are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a point in time where you, you know nothing is going to happen. I had five pieces of meat here. I can see four. You are wondering. Hey, mommy shouting. I took one. All right. But there is another age where I too, you are like, hey. They've discovered. I don't know if you guys are like me. Those days when you are taking the meat, you now shake the pots so that the stew will rearrange. <laughs> Please, our message this morning is serious. All right? But so that you don't just notice that some, something just happened right now. You are just passing by. Passing by. You know when you pass by? Inexperienced thieves. You just pass by. Ah, say there's the configuration of that meat is different. You come there, you just, you just shout. Dummy! <laughs> praise, praise God. Praise God. Meaning that in every culture, the way might be different, but we understand that there is a difference between a child and a man. In every culture, wherever we are. And there is, there is a curious scripture here in verse 14 that I want you to look at again. It says, for as many were led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Hmm. Verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Hmm. Can you see it? Can you see what I'm seeing? So verse 16, is say, if you have the Spirit of God, you are a child of God. If that Spirit leads you, then you are a son. Meaning fully well that children will fight with the leading of the Spirit. Sons depend on on the leading on the spirit, of the Spirit. Now, by sons here, I'm not restricting this to male, female. I'm talking about male and female. Are you with me? So, every man who is led by the Spirit of God, not just that has the Spirit of God, every man who is led by the Spirit of God. Now, why are we talking about this? We're still talking about faith. And today's sermon is that faith is for sons. Faith is for sons. The mountain moving, Jericho crumbling. Faith is for sons. Children will not see big things in God. Because the Spirit of God will lead you, but you won't take any action. 
I want everybody to repeat after me. Faith is an action word. Faith is an action word. Therefore, if children are those who have the spirit, but sons are the ones who are led, who take action. Therefore, faith must be for sons. Are you still with me this morning? And God attempted to, you know when God created Adam? Adam was just created. The first Adam just showed up. He showed up grown, not matured. He showed up an adult, no process. However, when it was time for the second Adam to come, literally it wouldn't have caused God anything to drop Jesus. In fact, maybe they would have respected him more. Say, behold your king, the Messiah. Coming in the clouds. You know he's coming that way. Glory to God. But that was not the first. That, that was not the way he showed up. He was born. 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 He was rocked. The king of kings. Now you're wondering, what kind of God does a plan like that? Because he understands process. Jesus didn't just show up. Imagine if Jesus just showed up, bam. Bam from the sky. Bam, just like that. I would say, why are you say I'm the Messiah? It will have been different, praise God. It, that, and that's why it that messed things up. There was no growth, there was no process. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. The, the, the word this morning is going to help you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. I was going to read Romans 8, 14 in the, in the Passion Translation. I'll come back to it. Hebrews 4. It says, therefore, since a promise remains. Somebody say, a promise remains. It means that today, just like in the beginning, God has a promise for his children. He has something designed for you. He has something designed for me. And that promise still remains. Somebody says it remains. And that promise is for us to enter into his rest. Not a place of sleep, but a place where we do not toil anymore. Hello? Not a place where we do not do anything, but we do not do anything by our own power. We do not do anything by our own bright ideas. Everything we do, we do by the leading of his spirit because we are sons. He says, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. He's saying here again, see, we need to get this. He's saying that you can be a believer, you can have the whole inheritance of the world signed to your name. However, it is still possible for you to come short of it. How? Verse 2, he says, For indeed the gospel, good news, was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. I like the word profit. Somebody say profit. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Now we're saying here that they received the good news. Somebody say good news. But for the good news to do you any good, it must mix with faith. Meaning that if the good news you are receiving is not mixing with faith, it won't do you any good. And then you will doubt that the news is good. Are you still with me this morning? Meaning that the problem is not the news. The problem is not the message. The problem is that it is not mixing with something on your inside. Therefore, it will not profit. Profit is an accounting term. Let me tell us. God doesn't desire just faithfulness from us. He desires fruitfulness. Profit in, the way I was taught, profit is you will, you will subtract the end from the beginning and you get something more. Hello? Is that not profit? Profit and loss accounts. So there is 
there is A. We started at A. And there's B. And then we do B minus A. And B is more, right? Then we've made perfect. It is God's will, God's plan for you. In every area of your life for you to profit. How will you profit? You profit with the word that you mix with faith. Meaning that as believers, you should have milestones of events, circumstances, things in your life that you can point to as direct products of the words that God sends to you at different stages in your life. The word of God is sent to you to profit. Somebody say to profit. Romans 8, 14. Let me read it in the Passion trans Translation. It says, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read that again. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So what is it that mature children know that allows them to enjoy faith? While children are there sulking and crying and saying, is this God real? Is this God real? Is this message true? Are these people trying to deceive us? That is the cry of children. That is a daycare Christian center. Oh, is there God? Does he still care about us? Are we going to die tomorrow? You know, all funny kinds of prayer points. Is God still going to be there for us? Can we call on him? And that's where they are inspired to start mixing God with other things. Believers. There are a lot of believers mixing Christianity with a lot of things. Because in their definition, God is too slow. God is too slow. God is too merciful on their enemies. The same mercy you want God to have on you, you don't want God to show it to you. You want your enemy to die today, but you don't want to change today. Can you see there is an imbalance in your expectation of God? Praise God. Praise God. Someone said if God indeed wants to kill your enemies, the number one person that will die first is you. Because there is a lot of disobedience in you that it is obvious you have to be an enemy of yourself. To walk in that level of disobedience, then you don't like yourself. Praise God. Praise God. Are you still with me this morning? So there are some things that mature children know. What, 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 what the, the plan this morning is to pull you up. I know we're at various stages of, of, our, of, our, of, our, of our walk with God, all right? Some of us, you know, not older. This is not a matter of age. I'm not talking about how long you've been born again for. I'm talking about how much of God you've decided to interact with, all right? I know we're at different stages, but the hope this morning by God's grace is that each and every one of us will come up, will come up higher and will begin to experience the fullness of what God, God has for us in Jesus' name. Faith, what is the first thing that mature children know? All right, I'm using mature children rather than sons so that we're not thinking sons and daughters. All right, what is it that mature children know? Number one, they know that faith comes by hearing, not by listening. There's a big difference. Children think once I show up and I hear the word of God and I listen to what the pastor says, then I'm fine. But sons know that faith comes by hearing. Now, that scripture is in Romans chapter 10. And it's a curious one because it says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Now, it doesn't say faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Because the person who wrote it knows what he's saying. Is it not easier to say faith comes by hearing the word of God? Because there is, a, there is something called hearing. Hello? And it is not listening. What that means is, for instance, something happened last week Sunday. I don't know if I should share it. Let me just, let me just share it. So, during the message, the message was coming forth. Everybody was listening, right? Hopefully. I mean, okay, let me not. 
Let me not, I shouldn't put it that way because we said you should not just listen. All right, everybody was hearing hopefully. But the point is that at the end of a sermon that you heard, not just listen, when they compare your notes with the sermon notes of the preacher, it will be different. In fact, you will almost think you attended another service. Because the media department, they wanted the notes from last week. I said, <laughs> if I show you my notes, it, it, you will say, is this the same? Were we not in the same service? Because my heart was exposed to hear. Meaning that in hearing, the Spirit of God takes the words that you listen to and it produces something called hearing. And that is how faith comes. Are you still with me? Meaning that every time, for instance, as I'm speaking to you, everybody is hearing different things. Different, you will be shocked. Different things. Some are asking, let me not even say it. All right, just, you're just, your mind is somewhere, your mind is there. Some people are dragging their mind back. Some people are even having good thoughts. Oh, more people need to hear this, more people need to hear this. But you are here, hear it first. Praise God. Praise God. That's the number one thing that mature children know. Number two is that mature children know that the word is in their mouth, it's not outside it. The word is in you, not outside you. Praise God. There is a dimension of 21st century idolatry where you believe God has not spoken until somebody speaks over your life. That is not God's plan for you. Did you hear me? God's plan for you is for you to pick up his word and declare it powerfully over your life. It is as effective as any bishop or any prophet. Hello? Hello? Do you know what bishop means? Anybody? Overseer. You know we've come to love titles so much. Some people, if you introduce them without that, they will stand up. Church, rise up as we welcome Bishop Dami. Sorry, it's you. We are using this message. Bishop, no, not Bishop Dami. I say Pastor Dami. And he's just there. Who is, look at this voice. They don't know the price of paid the ministry. Calling me Pastor Dami. And they want me to get up. They're actually expecting to get up. And as I look at all of them, see them clapping. They're expecting to get up. <laughs> they are not serious. And then the person just figures, oh, sorry, Bishop, dummy. Then you now get up. Carry it. What's wrong with you? Do you know who I am? You carry it and fall on that. You just carry it. You might just fall. That might just be your own blessing. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You, you know, do you know what they call Jesus? They called him Jesus. <laughs> you were thinking, Rabbi, teacher, if he didn't chase after title, I don't want. Hello? Hello? If my master did not want title, I don't want. There's nothing wrong in calling anyone pastor, right? Absolutely nothing wrong. Or reverend, or bishop, or apostle. You know what apostle means? You know if we really know the meaning of these words... <laughs> You really pity those that carry it on their head. It means a sent one. Sent. Do you know what minister means? Minister. Servant. They don't recognize us in this church. We ministers are different from the rest. Ah, what you just said is we servants. <laughs> you know what? Let's get back to our message. All right? So the, somebody said the word is in your mouth. Romans chapter 10 from verse 6 to 8. He said, don't look, don't say, we will go back and raise Jesus from the dead. Don't look for, who, who is that special prophet that is going to lay hands on me? The moment, that's for children. 
All right, and there's a place for that. Don't say, oh, there must be a special word of knowledge for me today, for me to know that God has touched me. During the worship, God is already touching his children. From the beginning, sometimes it's during the workers' prayer. This morning, one of the things I was not happy about was like, I couldn't meet the prayer. God shows up from the very beginning. That's why it's not good to be late into his presence. Don't wait for a special, oh, there is somebody here. Sometimes God does that. Principally, it is for children. Or just to confirm something that he has already told you. Don't live your life based on there's somebody here. One day somebody will tell you when God has not said. There is nobody here and they will say there's somebody here. Praise God. Praise God. So number one, mature children know that faith comes by hearing. Not just listening. Meaning that there is a conversion. But that, that hearing now comes by the word of God. Do you see there? So the word of God has to be listened to. Then like a processed um, processor, pardon my, my, my French, all right? Something happens to that word you listen to and it becomes hearing to you. Praise God. Now it gets deeper from there. Mature children have learned to be skillful in their use of scripture. Somebody say skillful. Somebody say skillful. Now skill is, is, is there's level, let me tell you the day I knew that, this skill thing. Skill thing. Sometimes it's not the instrument. Sometimes it's not the material. Do you know you can have a, a, a soccer ball in this place? A soccer ball in my feet is not the same thing as a soccer ball in, say, Ronaldo's feet, right? Hello? It's not the same thing in Lionel Messi's feet, right? It's not. You don't know who those people are. Let's go to basketball. All right? A basketball in my hand is not the same thing as a basketball in the hands of who? As Jordan, I don't want me to use Raptors. They're not using Raptors people today. <laughs> Praise God. Because we will use them. They will now sign for another club next week. So we are not using them. They've done, yeah, they, yeah we are hurt. That's, that's what we are saying. <laughs> Praise God. All right. But it, a big basketball in my hand is not the same as a basketball in the hand of Michael Jordan. Why? It, has the ball changed? It might not even be a pro ball. I'll never forget one day. Many years ago, we were at a concert. And we showed up, we had invited lots of guests. I also played the piano for the choir. And then we had two pianos. We had like a proper piano. And we had one of those funny looking pianos. Hello. You know those ones that even your kids don't like to play? Yeah, that type. So we had it there. I don't even know why we had it there. It's usually in the store. When the kids are disturbing us, you say, go and bring out your own. And then as the concert was about to begin, we just pressed the piano. The piano didn't work. Played the piano. The piano didn't work. Ah. What's going on here? Blah, the piano didn't work. There was pandemonium, panic. So everybody said, there is another piano. We're like, no, we can't. Ah, big. We won't even use it for our own. We now have guests. They said, bring it out. So we brought it out. As we pressed, now, you know when it's as if there are cans and things inside it, bringing out the music for you. We, 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 just, we said, oh my God, what's going to happen today? So I played that piano. I played it as though, as though, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. We were making a joyful noise. Emphasis on noise. It was so noisy unto the Lord. I was like, God have mercy on us. What are we doing today? It was just terrible. We played. Another choir came, played. Another choir came. There was this guy. As I'm saying it now, I can picture his face. He came up. He, he didn't even come to sing. He was invited to just play a piece. And I was apologizing to him because he was one of the best pianists in town. I said, please, you have to forgive us. Our piano. Guess what he said? 
He said, don't worry, it's not an issue. I looked at the guy. Have you not been hearing the noises? He said, don't worry, it's not an issue. Brothers and sisters, that same thing, that same thing, that same thing, what he played on it, hmm, you are not understanding. I wish I, we had a videotape. This, see, this same, see, let me tell you, the problem is not the word of God, though. Is your skill. A lot of us are not skilled in using the word. You know the Bible doesn't talk about reading. Let's go to it. Hebrews chapter 5. You've been, you've been doing this thing wrong for too long. We are fixing it. And when it starts working for you, it is not another person's testimony anymore. It is, see, it is your own now. Do you understand? It is yours now. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Let me read from verse 12. It says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers. It says, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. It says, everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. It says, but solid food belongs to those who are full of age, that is, those who by reason of what? Is it in your Bible? Those who by reason of what? I want you to say it loudly. Those who by reason of what? It means that the difference between, see, do you know that the milk and the strong meat, do you know what it is? Is there. It tells us. It is the word of righteousness. So to one person, it is milk. To another person, it is strong meat. The same word. Hello? You know we said we won't be distracted today. So can we send them back to their place? It's speed. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Now the same word, the very same word. To one person, it is milk. To another person, it is what? Meat. So this whole idea of strong meat is when I come and condemn you in the name of the Lord. No, the name of the Lord doesn't condemn. Hello? So flush that out of your mind. That's not what strong is. People will say, oh, this is strong meat. Strong meat is when I tell you that um, God loves you, but he doesn't really love you enough to not prevent you from going. You know, a lot, a lot sort of rubbish you say that. At the end of the sermon, people are shaking like this. Like, oh, are we going to make it? Oh, no, we are all dead. We are done for. Oh, Father Lord, kill us now. You know, those kind of sermons that leave people feeling worse than they came in is not good news. That's not what strong meat is. That is bad news. Hello? Hello? Strong meat is your ability to use the word. Not just read it. Use. Somebody say use. So how do you use the word? How do you use the word? It's a skill. And it can be learned. That's the beauty of skill. Skill can be learned. Can be improved upon. Can be trained. Praise God. Praise God. And that's why David says, it teacheth me. He teaches me. What is he teaching me? The same word, but I know how to use the word. There is skill in using the word. How do you know skillful use of the word? There is a right word for every situation. Praise God. Two examples from medicine. Trained as a medical doctor. Do you know you can enter into a, 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 a drugstore? Let's use a drugstore. Everybody here knows what a drugstore is. I mean, we see it at the malls these days. They are just here, yeah, there. So you enter into a drugstore, 
and you have pain, okay? You have pain. But you, you tell yourself there is, there is something in the drugstore that will cure this pain, right? So you just go into the drugstore. You don't ask any questions. You don't check any labels. You don't know whether it, it, this is pain, allergy, or, or hygiene session, or, or what, what other things? I, I've, I've not had cause to use drugs in a long time. I'm trying to, what sections do they have in those drug places? Cold and flu, all right, praise God. You get the point. So you just go in, you're just like, it's a drug store. I can pick anything randomly, and then it will solve my pain. And then what you lay your hands upon is antihypertensive, mistakenly, all right? And then you go home and you take it. Take first tablet, two tablets, and you just discover that not only is it not working, but you're feeling worse. What have you done? You were at a drugstore, yes, but you picked a wrong drug. Are you still with me? Which is why the Bible says, Proverbs 4, I think it's verse 22, it says that the word of God is like what? Medicine. It means for every situation, there is a right prescription for it. Some of you now, you are making the wrong confessions for the situation you are in. You are using Panadol for, for broken leg. Praise God. You are just there, oh, thank you, Jesus. I am blessed. I am blessed in the morning as I go out. And God is saying there is something in Psalms for you. Go and look for it. There is something there for you. That's skill. Skill. But before you get to that level of skill, you have to know. If he says there's something in Psalms, what do you know that is in Psalms? <laughs> he does like, God, which Psalm? How many chapters? One physics, chapter one and one. It means the first, the key to skill is knowing first. The key to hearing is listening. Are you still with me this morning? Second example from the medical practice is that, and I know it's similar to all, all other professions too, but you can know something but not have the skill to do it. You know how it, it should be done. You know the procedure. You know step one, clean the surface. Step two, make an incision. Step three, oppose and pull apart. Step four, separate fascia. Wow, I'm still jamming. I still know my medicine. Praise God. Sorry, like, hey, go, and do, go and do the exam. <laughs> ah, God will forgive you people. The Lord reveals your, your thoughts to me. Praise God. Now, you can... <laughs> You can know all of those things, but the truth is you've never caught anybody before. And if you go and try telling yourself, I know it, uh, I know step one, step two, you might end up killing the person. So how do you gain skill in that situation? You know it, yes, but you follow. You watch it being done. You follow. Praise God. It's the same way with the word of God. We know it first, and then we watch and have fellowship with the word. Fellowship with the word. Praise God. Are you being blessed so far? What else is it that mature children know about faith that children don't know? They do not allow doubt in their head to become doubt in their heart. Many times, see, let me tell you, your brain is not designed to understand spiritual things. Now, how do I balance this? There is a richness. Hmm. Amen. There is a 
by richness, I'm not talking of money, I'm talking of there is an abundance of faith that can be in the heart that it will overflow to your head. Don't get me wrong. However, for most people, there will always be doubt in your head. But you will know in your heart that my heart is guarded. This thing won't get there. God has said he will do it. Now, I have absolutely no idea how it's going to happen based on circumstances. But in my heart, I know it is going to happen. Hello? Jesus said, open to it, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Mark eleven twenty-three. He says, if you will believe, if you will believe, Many people have believed in their hearts. They are waiting for their heads to catch up. Let me tell you, your heads might never catch up. Because what God wants to do, your head cannot accommodate it. Hello? So you will consistently draw doubt from your head. Let it go. Tap your neighbor. Say, let it go. Let your head think whatever it wants to think. You will load your heart with faith. Load it with faith. Such that when you get up, it's just the way you're driving and you're on the road and you hear that voice of the enemy say, you're going to have an accident. That's the suggestion in your head. My heart knows what God's word says. That he has kept his angels charge over me. So therefore, I cannot have any accident. Do you understand? All right? Sometimes the devil will console you and say, you know this accident you're about to have, only the car will be written off, but your, your life will be preserved. You know, the devil negotiates. When you've come to the point to accept that you won't die, he will tell you it might be your family, somebody in your house. He might say it might be the building. Say, guess what? As you're in church now, your building is on fire. But thank God for life. But you get to a point where your heart knows that. See, as for me and my house, my property, living and non-living, there is nothing that can come near us. Do you understand? Hello? Are you there, Mark? Mark. Mark 11. Mark eleven twenty three. Let me read it. Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For shortly I say unto you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, And does not doubt in his, in his where? In his heart. Meaning fully well that you can doubt in your head. It might not make sense. For instance, we knew that first Sunday in September, We will be in a new venue. How it was going to happen, we didn't know. We didn't know, but we had the word of God in our hearts. Praise God. Praise God. See, the moment you unlock this, what you've done is you've taken away significant power from the devil. You've taken away significant. Let him say anything he wants to say. Let him just keep on saying it. The word of God is in my heart. I have guarded my heart. He says, guard your heart with all diligence. He says, mount, 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 mount. Philippians 4 says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry. That's the duty of your head. Worry. He says, don't worry. Be anxious for nothing. He says, with prayer, supplication, petitions, with thanksgiving, let your request be what? Made known to God. Then the peace of God which passes all understanding will do what? Your heart. That's where the deal is. Not in your head. Anything my head will say, I'm going to... Whatever my head wants to think, that especially those of you who are brilliant. Sometimes your brilliance is the problem. Your intelligence is the problem. You are too sharp for God. You are too sharp. And God is saying, who created brain? He says, sit down. Who made brain? Let's have a chat. <laughs> you know the chat God had with Job. He said, you are this, your friends. You've done encyclopedia. You people are so wise. Wow. He said, okay, tell me. 
when I was measuring the dimensions of the earth, were you there? Who made brain? Praise God. Praise God. Are you still with me this morning? Now, there are several things the word of God can do to you. I want you to aim for the highest level. That is my desire. And I'm seeing it's happening now. It's happening a lot. And I'm grateful. And I know I'm not stopping here. Praise God. You can read the word and get information. Somebody say information. That is for everybody. Anybody who reads the word. Have you met people who are not Christians but they know the Bible? Like never Christians. I'm not talking of those who we are at home. They've never, some of them are so intelligent. They know the Bible. They know the Quran. They know the Book of Mormon. They know this Buddhist man. They know all these things. Some of them have PhDs in world religions. So even you, if see, that's why you have to know the power you, the power you carry as a believer many times is not, you should know the scripture, don't get me wrong, but sometimes you can be sent to someone who knows more scripture than you because what they have is words. What you have is life. So I still have more than you at the end of the day. You might know so much. You might know the whole of Genesis. You might then, back in the days, well, at the convention, we have kids who will cram long chapters and moment you do, you get scholarship. All right, some, some kids will come and recite Psalm 119, you know, from one to the end. No, they will not stutter. You know, the back in the days, that some parents, they will just want to walk out of the church. So other children are really, why is it my own child? Like, they will not get to, for the name of the Lord is, they will not start clapping. Child will be like, the name of the Lord is, then the brother will say, you will not finish our career. It's a strong tower. Yeah, strong tower. <laughs> Some people are having PTSD right now. <laughs> Praise God. But God's desire for you is not to be informed of, about his word. Anybody can be informed about his word. You know the sons of the prophets who we can say Bible school people, they knew that Elijah was going to be taken away. They told Elisha, they were even testing his ability to hear God's spirit. They said, Elisha, do you know that your master will be taken away from you? I'm sure he looked at them. He said, that's people's rev. Me, I know my master will be taken. They knew, he knew. But he had something beyond information that he could follow on. They just knew Elijah. Well, I'm sure they were waiting for Elijah to go. We will take over. That church with thousands of members, we will be the new geo. Say this one, he didn't go to Bible school. You know Elijah didn't go to Bible school. He was not among the sons of the prophets. Say this one didn't go to Bible school. We will take over. Church is ready for us. We will change that service. Elijah was a bit dull. We will put life. To the service. Tell all the choir members, starters, all of you, sneakers, sneakers. That's where the anointing is now. Everybody, <laughs> everybody white sneakers, starters. They had plans based on information. Someone else said, man, this guy is carrying something. I want double of it. Praise God. So anybody can be informed. The second level is inspiration. The word of God can inspire you. And how do you know what inspiration is? I've seen this done in scriptures. I can do this. That's inspiration. I can do this. Peter laid hands on the sick. If I go to a, a, a level that <laughs> the anointing on him was so much that he said, if you guys are going to have an issue with me healing the sick, I will even lay hands on them. Let me just walk past. Let it be my shadow. Go and arrest my shadow. You cannot arrest me. Do you understand? So, you can see that and say, wow, God, I'm laying hands on people, nothing is happening. Someone else, just shadow. Shadow, it's not even sunlight, it might be LED. Shadow. 
And then that just quickened something on your inside. He said, never again. I walk in the fullness of the anointing. Every person I lay my hands on will get healed. That's what the word of God can do. It, it has been done. I can do it. That's inspiration. But that's not even where God wants it to be. But it's better than just being informed. Shadow. Praise God. Praise God. A step further is illumination. The word of God can pack up like a bomb. Give you revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge. And I believe that is the standard for mature children. Every time the word of God comes, there must be revelation knowledge. There must be something you are living with that was not expressly said. Did you hear that? Not just on Sundays. When you study your Bible. When you study your Bible. When you are reading those funny places that people don't like to, you are reading Nahum. Someone said Nahum means Nahum. Like, who is that? <laughs> Osea. Zephaniah. So you open to Zephaniah here. You know, sometimes when people don't even know, they are ignorant. There's no Zephaniah in the Bible. It's Zechariah you wanted to see. Somebody said there's no Zechariah. That was the father of John the Baptist. I am just looking at there. Ah, are you people born again at all? Praise God. Praise God. I believe that's the minimum for mature children. Revelation knowledge. Where light comes by the Spirit of God. Revelation knowledge. But where God wants us to be is the level of superior excellence where we become equipped. You become super skillful in the use of the word. Super skillful in the use of the word. Super skillful. Super skillful. It means you have a word in season. You know where to go. You see a scripture, everybody like, okay, next verse. They're like, what? Next verse? Can you see what I'm seeing there? And like, what do you mean? He said, hold it. Let me show you what Paul said in this. He said, are you getting it now? He said, you don't get it. He said, hold it. Let's go to Leviticus. Look at what Moses said. He said, are you seeing it now? He said, no, I don't see it. He said, oh, hold on. You're going to get it. Let's go to Joya. You're like, ah, I see it now. That's skill. That's skill. That's where God wants us to be. Praise God. I have a couple of scriptures here. Let me read two more. Two more because of our time. Second Timothy chapter 3. I'll read verse 15 and 16. Now, Timothy was a young pastor. He was the bishop of the church in Ephesus, one of the largest churches in town at the time. But he was a young guy. And the letter Paul wrote to him is a letter every minister should read regularly. He said something to him in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. He says, are you there? He says, and that from childhood you have known. Somebody say you have known. Can you see that again? Children just know. He says you've known from when you've been a child. He says this word, these scriptures are able to make you wise. Able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Then he goes on in verse 16. He says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Can you see that word again? Profitable for doctrine. Not only for doctrine, because a lot of people restrict the word of God only to spiritual matters. He says it will bring you reproof, it will bring you correction, to bring you instruction, to give you wisdom. The word of God. Verse 17. He says that the man of God, I want you to put your name there in verse 17. Maybe what? Complete, thoroughly equipped, thoroughly skilled. For every good work. 
thoroughly skilled. This is where your faith is needed. Your world needs your faith. Did you hear that? Your family needs your faith to come alive. You need to be skillful in the world. There are those whose lives literally depend on you waking up and saying, no more, I'm going past the information. I want to start using the word of God with skill and dexterity. Dividing the word of God with precision and accuracy. Manifesting anointing and power like never before. Praise God. Praise God. Everything you need is in the word of God. How do I know that? Everything you need is in the word of God. Moses said something to the Israelites. Let's read it. The last one. Let's begin to round up. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Let me read from verse 5 and 6 because of our time. Now, what they had at the, at the time Moses was saying this, what they had was just the law in terms of the Torah. Are you still with me? So that was all they had. They didn't even have the, uh, what we will call the Pentateuch, which is the first five books, Pent five. Hello? So what they had was not Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. No. What they had was some portion of Exodus where the law was given. Some portion of Leviticus, some portion of Numbers. Are you still with me? Now, we have a more extensive record that we can refer to as our own scriptures. This is our own scriptures. Genesis to Revelation. The inspired word of God. Are you with me? Now, but Moses is saying, even what you had at that point, alone, he says, surely I have taught you statutes and judgments, just as the Lord my God commanded me. It says that you should act according to them in the land which you go to possess. Excuse me. Verse 6. It says, therefore, can we read verse 6 together? Therefore, be careful to do what? Observe them. It says, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the people who will hear these statutes and say, Surely, this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Boy, oh boy. Did you just see that? Now, he's saying that we are taking you into a land where they study philosophy. We are taking you into a land where they study astronomy. We are taking you to a land where they study political science. We are taking you to a land where they've discovered algorithms. We are taking you to a land where they know computer science. We are taking you to a land where they know artificial intelligence. We are taking you to a land where they do all sorts of analytics. We are taking you to that land where they've studied and studied and they have a science that explains everything. It says, but you will get there. You will get there with his word. And those people who are trained in wisdom and philosophy, we say you are a great nation. That the wisdom you carry is superior. And the only thing you would have had is what? The word of God. Get up on your feet this morning. What is in your hand is powerful. It's the word. It's the word. The word is powerful. Praise God. Praise God. Just 60 seconds. Thank the Lord for his word this morning. He's changing you. That song says from glory to glory he's changing me. His brightness and image made perfect in me. 
the light of God shone to the world. He's changing me. The word of God is able to transform us. He's able to make doors around us. Our world, we say, you are a great nation. You. Your wisdom is unparalleled. Where is this wisdom from? Say, it's from the word. It's from the word. It's from the word. Bless your name, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we're afraid. You're going to move around the room. I'm going to pray with three people. Let you know when you should change. Mark 11, 23, 24, 25. Jesus was saying, have faith in God. He says, whosoever of you, he didn't say your pastors, he didn't say your heads of departments, he said, whosoever of you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. Say it shall be done. I know you here, you are more than whosoever. You are blood-bought, redeemed, you know who you are. You carry the fullness of God in your inside. I want you to grab that person's hand. And you speak into their life. Say, every mountain confronting you, as the child of the Most High with authority in my mouth, as a mature child of the Most High with authority in my mouth, I command such mountains to move and to be cast into the sea. In the name of Jesus. Begin to make that decree into your life. We speak to such mountains. Be thou removed. Be thou removed. Be thou removed. Be thou removed. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Quickly look for somebody else and make the same proclamation into their lives. Every mountain before you. I command such mountains to be removed, cast into the sea. You will never see them again. All such problems raising their ugly heads before you. No more, no more, no more. Be thou removed. Mountains are crumbling. Find your last partner. And I want you to speak into their life. Every mountain confronting you, I command them. I am not negotiating. I am not having a discussion. This is an order. This is a decree. Be thou removed in the name of Jesus. Lebadoso parakabashatalia. Renke poloko sotoyaba. Heladei bashulaboso pregedebosataya. Helebotaya. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall with your power. You can go back to your seat. For from miracles, there is nothing. 